Today's episode of Rob Has a Podcast is sponsored by TrueCar. You know, there's so many amazing things that are available on the internet. Like, for instance, I've been spending the entire day today Googling different ways to prevent bugs from getting inside my ear canal. But on top of all of that useful information, the internet's the best way to find the best price on a brand new car. That is when you're using TrueCar.com or the TrueCar mobile app because it is the premier internet car buying solution for determining that fair price because people on true car are saving an average of over three thousand dollars off of msrp without any hassles or headaches it's how car buying was always meant to be you won't have to go lay down like you're having some sort of panic attack when you're on true car because you know you're getting the best price over two million cars have been sold by the true car certified dealer network and there's over ten thousand dealers in the network work directly with a true car certified dealer when you visit truecar.com or download the true car mobile app and start saving true car never overpay coming to you live from my apartment it's rob has a podcast and now here's the guy who will never be looking at trout the same way rob says you know everybody and welcome back to rob has a podcast we're going to talk some voicemails today with our good buddy Bryce Isaiah about the first episode of Survivor Korong. So I'm very excited to get into that. We also already, this is a the fourth podcast we're putting out about this episode of Survivor that was on the other night. We did our Survivor know-it-alls, did our exit interview, and then I did my recap episode with Jeff Varner. And if you missed that, check it out on robhasawebsite.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well so you don't miss any of that stuff. Now, I always talk about the other podcasts that we've done, but something I haven't done in a while is talk about the blogs that we are doing on robhasawebsite.com. Those are located on the homepage. If you scroll down underneath the reality TV wrap ups, you could see all of the blogs. And many of you guys know that one of our former blog alumni, Nick Majorano, is on this season. So if you want to see maybe a future Survivor contestant, uh, check out our blogs that we've got blogs that go up almost every single day. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We've got brand new blogs that are up there talking about different strategy, different funny sort of pop culture-y things that we're doing on the website. So go ahead and check those all out. Go to robaswebsite.com slash blogs anytime to see those. All right, everybody. I'm very excited about this because it's our first voicemail show of the season and I wanted to do something big and I'm like, who's the best voicemail guest that I can get? Who somebody that knows about brains versus beauty versus brawn that can talk about all this? And there's only one name that came to mind. He is the freakiest freak. Here he is, the great Bryce Isaiah. What's going on? Yeah, hold on. Let me listen to your jam. <laughs> yes, the classic. <laughs> yeah, I just came back from the Grammys. So listen. Yeah. I don't have your other song, Purple Pants Badass, on my soundboard yet. The, the shade is real, Rob. You got to get down with the new hit, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll get on top of it. All right, and I know that for those, so there might be some people who only listen to the Survivor podcast during the Survivor season. They might not even know you have another song out. The shade is real. Yes, I, the Purple Pants Badass is 
taking over the charts. It's going. It's in Thailand now. It's yes, in Cam- wow. It's in Cambodia. So listen, the Purple Pants Badass Movement is real. Number 73 on iTunes, I think. Yes. <laughs> Under the freakiest freak category. So. <laughs> Anyway, Bryce, I'm so happy to talk to you here. And I thought, also thought I'm like, oh, if we talked to Bryce early enough in the season that we can get him back later on as well. So I thought this was the, the best idea. So happy that you were around to talk about this. Before we talk about anything with Survivor, how's everything going for you? Everything is amazing. Great. Chilling, popping, doing what it do. You know how I be. So I just do what it does. Yes. <laughs> no. But no, everything is great. I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Okay. Well, very excited to talk about this with you. Of course, it was a premiere episode, 90 minutes. What was your take on the premiere? Did you like it? Mm. Now, it is National Wine Day as we're filming. So you so you do not National like. Wine Day. Thank you. Same to Wait, you. Are you, you going to give me a W-H-I-N-E? I am. <laughs> <laughs> but so overall, I thought the episode was fun. I thought it was like, I, I, I want to use the word exhilarating for some parts of it. But it did pull Joltilating? Joltilating. I'm not going to give it joltilating. (laughs) So the season opened up really great. I felt like it spotlighted us on a lot of different characters. I was able to identify with some characters. But I mean, overall, my feeling at the end of the episode, I was left with a very bad taste in my mouth. Uh Uh-oh. So, you know, overall, that wasn't the wine. It, no, it was not the box wine, and I was <laughs> at the end of the box wine, so you know you get that little plasticky feel uh, for those box winers out there. But I do get paid tomorrow, so it's, it's <laughs> bottled wine. Uh, but so it, I was left with like you know it just kind of I don't know how I felt. I just was all over the place, Rob. But I felt as though the season started out great with a bang. Now <laughs> does it compare to Coggy on? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. No, but we definitely have some strong characters on here that I'm like, I can't wait to to like for their character development and to get into them. But I was left left with some bad taste in my mouth. So why did you have a bad taste in your mouth? If it wasn't the wine, what was it? I mean, I, I just felt well, first of all, I had a flashback to like Cognon when I got voted out, when Darnell got voted out, because I just felt like here we go again. Like, here's this black guy not pulling a race car. But I'm just saying, like, I don't feel as though Darnell deserved to go. Child, you got Alicia on there not doing nothing, sitting down on the boat, not helping out. And then what pissed me off the most was when Dog the Bounty Hunter's nephew, Jason, was talking to the girl and was like, does Darnell have an idol? And she was like, no. And they're like, okay, well, do you have an idol? And shit, that child said, maybe I do. Maybe I do. I'm like, the ball's on her. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't believe that she's still in the game and Darnell is gone. Like, ugh. It frustrates me. Good. Well, let's talk about this since you brought up. I had a question about it, but let me get into this now with you. So do you feel like Darnell's race was a factor here with the first vote last night? So I and like and I'm not one. And anybody that knows me is I am 
not one to like just openly pull the race car, but I absolutely do. And I kind of felt like the race car, like I could have used the race car for my exit as well. I felt mm-hmm. like when you look at the tribe, the men came together and they were like, they, Darnell, they, and of course they're going to say, oh, he was so likable and we had to get him out. But I'm sorry, I'm from the old school game of Survivor and it's the first episode. So you want to keep the tribe strong. Okay, mm-hmm. Darnell might have effed up and dropped his goggles, but you know, he still can compete. And so absolutely, I felt as though they were like, you know, Jason and whatever the other guy's name is, um, Scott. Scott. Who, let me point out, is an NBA player. Um, target number one, in my opinion, you got money already. What you what you competing for mm-hmm. the million dollars for? Have a seat. Yeah. So I definitely, I'm not going to say it's the main factor, but I definitely do feel as though it was played into it because I just don't see any good reason. And people on Twitter were like, it's the alpha males. They're trying to, they didn't want to compete. Well, well, I'm like, if that's the case, then Jason and Scott would be going at each other. And I just, uh, it just, I get work. Ooh, my I hear you. I hear you. My- I, you know what? I actually, I agree with you. I do because, and I know a lot of people are upset about this, but you know, it's a very nuanced thing. And I want to be clear about what I'm saying. I don't think that anybody is racist and I'm not alleging that against this tribe or any of the other tribes or even your beauty tribe. I think that when you put people together, that right. are strangers that don't know each other, I think they say, okay, who's the same as me? Right. Who's the same and- as me? And I think it's very easy and maybe not even consciously that you could have the people, okay, you know, uh, where the white guys or where the straight guys. And I think that's why it was sort of like a double thing for you. And I'm certainly not saying anything against LJ and Jeremiah on your season, but I just think that you sort of naturally say, okay, so, okay, we have this in common. And if it would be the same thing, if you had a tribe with five men and one women, I think that it would be very easy to say, okay, well, the guys go together easily and then they just look for the person. And then I think that if you can get past that, like I, I, that's why I don't think that there's any sort of racism and oh no, maybe, I, I don't know anything. What the hell do I know? But I'm just saying that I think that when you put people together for the first time, there's a very natural inclination for people who are the same to say, oh, okay, you're like me. You're my friend. And right. then you don't get to know people who are different as quickly in three days. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So I just felt like Darnell got the short end of the stick. And I just felt like Darnell's personality, like, I, I don't, I can't testify to his personality, but I just felt as though he had more to give. And it was definitely a shocking blow over him, over Alicia. And then I was confused at the votes, like mm-hmm. who switched at the end. And then like, I was confused. I had to rewind my TV when they were like showing when Darnell was like, yo, I'm sad to go. Or, you know, I didn't want to go, but uh, like and they're showing the people and I'm looking at the boat. I'm like, Sydney, mm-hmm. like I was like shocked. Yeah. But, OK, enough of that. No, I do think that there is something where when you put people together for the first time that mm-hmm. sort of like getting to know people. And again, we're coming off of the season where Jeremy and Tasha are in the final three. 
And I think that people knew them then. It wasn't like that these are strangers. Like, oh, hey, right. great, Jeremy's here. Great, Tasha's here. So I do think that there's something when you just drop people off together. Unfortunately, when we meet strangers, I think it's a very human thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all do it. And it's like you see uh, Darnell and Sydney instantly click. Like, you know what I mean? It's just what we know. So I just felt like he was just at an unfair advantage and I was sad to see him go. But it doesn't mean that I can't re-fall in love with Felicia. Um, and that will be probably about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Darnell, who I really did like. And I did the exit interview with him, which you could hear on the website. But I thought that he was a very fun guy. And I really thought he was going to be a big personality this season. Absolutely. I was like looking at his deleted scenes with him and Sydney doing yoga. Uh, it was pretty funny. OK, well, let's take a question about Darnell and we should kick it off with Jonathan from Orlando. Hey, Robin Bryce. This is Jonathan from Orlando. I was wondering if you think uh, Darnell might join the likes of Francesca as a first boot returnee player. It seemed like preseason he was really hyped up, and in the first episode he was pretty entertaining, and I think production probably likes him because he seems to be a big fan of the show. So I was wondering if you think he might ever come back and play Survivor again. Thanks for taking my call. Bye. Okay. Bryce, do you think we could see darnell again i would surely hope so i felt like it sucks it's for to be the first person eliminated um and i hope so he seemed like had a a good try but my point of advice to darnell is when you're aqua dumping boo boo i'm going to need you to go out at least thigh high deep in water okay and you can't aqua dump when the water's at your ankle darnell okay (laughs) like that's just not good for business all right so Word to the wise, thigh high, you know, you can dump the trout. But yeah, I was very surprised that kind of came out of nowhere with Darnell because he was all of a sudden he was talking about like, you know, I I always trust my gut. My gut's never wrong. And right now, my gut tells me, go use the the, the bathroom. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, right. (laughs) <laughs> but his gut didn't say where to go the gut right. is only, like only only tells you so much right he got to the water his gut said let it go yeah let right here go. is good right. <laughs> and they're like got. two feet away when i had to aqua dump i like tried to like sneak off like i tried to make it seem you did like it too aqua, yes i did you know aqua dump you know during my nine days out there surprisingly or not rob i did get the full experience of being on survivor i feel, I feel like i'm the only person that didn't do it you did i would you you did you do the poo on the, the land okay so in the amazon it was so dangerous with like right. piranhas and all these other horrible animals they would tell us like you can't go in the water we weren't allowed to go in the water so we had to stay on the land uh in the Amazon, but I never did it. In, I was in, in, in Panama for 12 days. I never did it there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We had to dig a hole. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Well, you know, they say aqua dumping is the most cleanest. After you, you got to get the rhythm of the ocean, though. Like you got to, like, when it like it's no serious that's though, nature's like, because, bidet yes it really is because it's weird because like you just not used to just like but so you gotta catch the rhythm <laughs> but darnell didn't need to darnell just darnell just went 
Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's talk about Darnell and if he could be a returning player. Now, are you worried that it was there a spot for a pre-merge guy and could Darnell take your spot? Rob, I got the black, gay and purple pants thing. So Darnell could never take my spot. But <laughs> uh, I mean, if I had to lose a spot to Darnell, I would humbly, you know, give my spot. up. Oh, to him I, that's very I nice. Felt, I felt I really do feel as though he got the short end of the stick. And I like I, I I'm super sad to see Darnell go. And I, of course, I had to reach out to him and just, you know, I, it's almost like sending your condolences but no just like you know letting them know there's like the a brighter end of the tunnel and you are a part of an amazing experience but i do think darnell has a great personality um and from what we've seen he seemed to be funny likable and like i'm sure america will want to hear more of what his gut has to tell us so <laughs> yeah i did think he was good you know you, they keep doing so many different seasons you never know what they're gonna come up with and so who knows who knows absolutely i wouldn't say he's at the top of a short list but you never know look we had francesca played a second time so uh, why not ding he's on my list so let's take a question from eddie who wants to know a little bit about bryce's take on the new beauty tribe hey robin bryce it's eddie is that my i'm wondering how this beauty tribe stacks up against the old beauty tribe so far thanks hello okay that's not like to hear so my take on the new beauty tribe so let me just be clear after watching these girls last night and what i mean by the girls are uh julia michelle and is it anna i uh, i would have loved so like been on a tribe with them because they don't seem like, you know, <laughs> the type of girls that I had the opportunity to work with. They seem in tune. They seem willing to work and they seem willing to bring the gay in. So absolutely. Now, as far as <laughs> Nick, because child Nick then said, you know, he gets by on his good looks. Yes. Well, I, I would like, I need to see the detailed resume as to what situations in life that you got by on Nick. Because, okay. And Caleb. Mm, mm, All right, hold mm, on. Mm, well, it's one at okay. a time. You're saying you're going okay, too sorry. fast. You're going too fast. We got to slow this down. All right, talk about it. So you don't think that Nick is a good looking guy? So, I mean, I think Nick is a tall glass of water. Okay. Yes. And what I mean by that is I feel like Nick has a nice body. Yes. But I mean, as far as him saying, I just imagine Nick like 13 and 15 not being so beautiful. So mm. I just feel like I see braces. I see acne. I see like shaggy Maggie hair so <laughs> wait you I can just, see back into the past I, and listen, see what people look like not only do i have the opportunity <laughs> to have people in my head talking to me and having friends in my head i also have like i can look back and see what people look like back in the Yo, day don't it's, look at me don't look at okay. me just listen to me <laughs> okay i'm only listening but i definitely see like braces acne and like frenchy hair i told you <laughs> don't look at me i'm sorry oh. <laughs> okay it's nick it's nick oh, it's okay. nick <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Nick seems like, you know, but it's funny because it's like when I was looking at the people, you can clearly see like 
Nick is like definitely the LJ. Yes. Caleb is definitely the <laughs> Jeremiah and Chow. I guess I have to be the the Ty Chow. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> hold on. Just go back to Nick. Okay. So it sounds like you're saying that you like his body, but the face is no good for you. I mean, no. So there's nothing wrong with Nick, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, he's very confident to make that statement <laughs> that he made last night. So you know, kudos to him. But I mean, I, I was, I was like, okay, Nick is Nick got a nice little body, low thighs. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Nick, I see you. Yeah, why does every beauty tribe need to be like, where did Lynn Spillman figure out like, oh, beauty tribe, you need like an alpha male, a country guy and a gay guy. That's a beauty right. tribe. <laughs> and I, I'm just, you know, I, you, <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. So if we, we can move on to Kayla, yes. which, you know, I... <laughs> You are not a fan of the Beast Mode Cowboy? So, um, <laughs> let's just be clear. I'm sure that Beast Mode Cowboy only lasts less than a minute and 32 seconds. I'm like absolutely <laughs> sure of that. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, the illusion of what they like, how they edit him, I don't know if, you know, me and him would get along or bump heads enough. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. But as of now, he seems... So here's the thing, though. Like, I want to, like, I'm all over the place. So you, you may need to rein me in. So as from what I saw last night, he was fine. Everyone seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone was great. But freaking Ty. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so I have nothing bad to say about uh, Caleb. You know, he seems great. I'll have to get into him more into the season. But I mean, I, I've heard he was on re- his best behavior. He was definitely on his best behavior. So Nick and Caleb, I would have no problem working with y'all. Um, and but Ty, like he threw me for a loop because, you know, here you go saying <laughs> you a gardener. You love the plants. You're not going to do this. And in the next scene, you are violently <laughs> ripping plants up and i just want to be clear i am almost 100 percent sure that ty cannot be a fan of the show because baby sweetie love bug peaches smooches boo boo and baby i've seen idols in a lot of places i've seen people find idols with no clues i've seen people swim to get an idol i've seen people climb to get an idol i've seen people dig to get an idol but what i have never seen on my many years of watching survivor is somebody ripping up the roots of a plant and looking below the root of a plant for an idol a sapling i mean a sapling yes like that like I mean I that confused me and then his segue to just leave to go get the idol like he literally was like walking and talking with them and then he just left <laughs> like wait a minute what yeah they tried to bust him and they were I- like. <laughs> Hey, Ty, what are you doing here? You're looking for the idol? (laughs) (laughs) They was like, okay, and this is when I liked Nick because Nick was like, oh, okay. So where did you find the clue? And Ty was like, oh, no, I don't have a clue. I'm just looking around to see. It has to be under this tree. I'm like, what? And then this is when I lost my mind, Rob, was when Ty was like, okay, now can y'all give me a couple more minutes to find (laughs) this idol? What? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so that's when, so at first I was like, oh no, Ty is crazy. I don't got time for Ty. But when Ty said, listen, bitch, I need y'all to give me a couple more minutes. I wasn't done looking for this idol. I said, okay, Ty, I like you again. I can rock out with you, okay? 
So. All right. so you set the stage here with Ty, and that leads us into our next question. And this is from Amy, who wants to get your your take if uh, Ty can get out of this one. Hi, Robin Bryce. This is Amy from New York. Bryce, I'm wondering if you can compare your position in Kagiyan on the Beauty Tribe with Ty's position on the Beauty Tribe out in Korong, especially when it comes to dealing with the women on the tribe. Hope to see you at the Purple Pants Half Marathon. Take care. How does Ty get out of this? <laughs> Throwback. Yes. <laughs> uh, so two things. Um, I want to answer our question is that I feel that Ty is in a better position because it seems like these girls, especially my boo, Anna, who I did have the opportunity to meet, she is like not playing a guy's game. She's ready to align with the girls and get these guys out of here. So Ty is, was, or is, or could be in a great position to align with these girls and work it out. However, where I was at, the position that I was placed on, I was working with girls that did not want to align. And I was working with girls that wanted to kind of like do nothing and have the guys do everything. And so therefore, it didn't work out for me because the girls couldn't see me as a natural born leader because the listen, the way my purple pants was set up, they just couldn't believe it. I do feel as though Ty possibly can get out of this situation because of the way that they are setting things up with him and Caleb and Nick. I could see Caleb possibly being a hothead and doing something that the girls would just want to be forced to line with Ty. But I mean, I don't know at this point, you know, I'm all about, you know, I'm like coach in the situation of keep the tribe strong for as long as you can in this beginning. So I would really want to keep the strong people together. But it, to me, it appears Ty is pretty agile. Mm-hmm. He was pushing that bowl. He was, you know, chopping, tying the chicken. So, I mean, to me, Ty is in a great position. I feel like he's messing up his own game by doing Ty things. But, you know, if he can, like, pull himself together and really kind of, like, sit around and help around camp, he would be in a great position. Yeah, I think so. But I feel like that at this point, though, because of what happened, he needs somebody else to screw up. Like, because with Beast Mode Cowboy, I think we (laughs) sort of thought maybe coming into this season that they were going to be like, oh, he was on Big Brother. Screw him. But it was really only the one girl, Julia, who had seen Big Brother. We don't know if Michelle had seen it or not, but she's like, oh, I saw it. And she's like, he was in like this nine person alliance, the bomb squad. And Anna, who hadn't seen it, was like, oh, he was in a nine person alliance and he stayed with it. He must be a good guy. So it's almost like this sort of just like getting like the cliff notes version of the story. It's like, oh, we could trust him. Right. So it seems like. That Nick and Caleb are sort of now the new talk of the town and the new hotness over there. And Ty is on the way out. And it's like that one of those guys needs to screw up again, I think. Right. And I but, you know, it's Survivor and you're out there 24 seven with these people. So, I mean, the door is still wide open for Ty. Yeah. I mean, after that preview that we seen of the next week's episode, I'm pretty sure the door is open and swing and saying goodbye. But I still have faith in Ty that he will be able to pull it out. Yeah, like a tree that's in the ground. Right. <laughs> it's also hard to tell because like when we go back to Survivor Worlds Apart, we used to see like these snippets uh, mm. and we would see like, oh, Mike Holloway is really on the way out because so oh, everybody's mad at him because he's fighting with Rodney. And then, oh, every he's making everybody work hard. They're going to probably vote him out soon and it's we don't we get like five minutes of what it's like over three days and it's really hard to tell exactly did they just have like a little tiny blow up and then it was 
fine after that? Or is there like this is just a snapshot of a much bigger problem? You're absolutely right. But, you know, uh, fans of the show, that five second clip, that's everything to me. So yeah. <laughs> I'm believing the five second clip that I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have nothing else to go off of. Right. So. <laughs> so we have to go off of what we see. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but the beauty tribe to me is like, I, I really do like it. I was happy they were able to pull out the win. So, you know, I, I am kind of sort of rooting for the beauty tribe. But they should be in purple again, right? I mean, come on now. But I do got a pair of yellow pants if they would call me for this <laughs> season. Okay. I could I could have put them on. <laughs> All right. Let's take a question from David wants to talk about one of the things that we saw last night. Hey, Rob, it's David from New Orleans. Uh, my, my question for you is uh, we've had lots of crazy injuries through the seasons of Survivor going all the way from Michael Scoopin back in Australia, falling in the fire and burning basically half his body to uh, people like Courtney Moon, who stupidly didn't cross her arms and broke her wrist uh, all the way in one world a couple seasons ago. Where does Jennifer Lanzetti's bug in the ear rank among those injuries? In the all-time list of survivor injuries, where does the ear monster rate for you? In my opinion, it's like one above Shamar with the sand in the eye. Oh, that's, that seems pretty low. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm just so I, I can't imagine something crawling in my ear. And so I definitely felt for her. Um, but in the scale of things, I just feel like, you know, a wrist isn't broken. You're like, you don't have impacted bowels. Like, you're not bleeding. So, it's in the lower things. But, I mean, Shamar was really hurt. You know, Shamar could have lost his sight in his eye. Yeah. So, you know, I just kept thinking, like, why doesn't she go in the ocean and submerge her head in the ocean? No, that it would run for cover. It would go, <laughs> go further in, I think. But I would think, like, the water would get in it and it would drown. Oh, that's a good idea. It might have latched onto her brain. But, Bryce, when you actually saw the bug, were you impressed with what came out? I was. I mean, so... I couldn't actually like see what it looked. Well, first of all, I was mad that it came out five, six times and nobody grabbed <laughs> it. Okay. Number one, like Sydney was like, Oh, Oh, Jesus. I'd have been like, girl, can you get out? But I mean, it was kind of small, but yeah. <laughs> your ear is small. And I mean, I can only imagine it biting things, but now I did want it to be like a, like a 12 inch worm crawl out. Right. So be like, because. you know, <laughs> I watched the episode a second time this morning. So when it first happens, they're like, oh, my God, I think there's a bug inside my ear. And there's like they're showing a shot of the most horrible right. <laughs> monster that you've ever seen. This thing that has like claws and like all these different like 100 million arms. And it's like uh, looking at you. It's like, yeah, and it's in like will haunt your nightmares. And then what came out was <laughs> with all due respect to Jennifer, I, mean, I was expecting like some sort of alien to be crawling out of her ear. Or I thought when it crawled out, I thought like six more were going to crawl out. I was like, mm. yeah. But, you know, much respect to her because once it came out, she was pumped and ready to go. So. I'm also going to call BS on the sound department here on Survivor, which they do a fantastic job. Amazing, amazing job. But Scott Pollard crushes the bug and there's an <laughs> audible snap that you hear. And I'm not buying <laughs> that, that, that they were mic'd up so well that you heard that bug snap in half in Scott Pollard's fingers. Listen, it was all the, the blood and the juice in there. Like, you know, it got a lot of protein. Come on. This thing was the- like, like four millimeters. I'm going to rewatch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard like the thing like snap in half like a pencil. 
<laughs> when it's definitely like a gooey, like it's going to be like a, like a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so the idea of the bug, the horrible bug was really much worse in my head than I think when we actually saw it. Absolutely. And note to any future survivor people who always sleep with your buff on your head. Yes. <laughs> okay. Rule number one. <laughs> so I don't know. It's still pretty bad, but I think it was maybe the idea of it was worse than, but it seemed like it was very painful for her. Right. She was mid confession screaming. I was like, oh. But she took it like a trooper. This was something I first had said in the interview that I had done with Jeff Varner. Do you think, would there be any use in somebody faking a bug in the ear? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, what if somebody in the middle of you, basically you got caught, you were like making deals with two or three people. And then they were like, hey, you know, how dare you? And like, oh my God. Gotta like fake this big, like a uh, medical emergency of like bug in the <laughs> ear. It's just to like sort of be a diversion. Yeah. But no, that could work though. And definitely after you make the merge and you getting close to the end, that hold on, where is my notebook? Let me put that down. <laughs> no, that could work, Rob. No, seriously. Yeah. Because you're giving your final speeches and you like, you know, I get everything. To, oh! <laughs> Oh, wait, you think that instead of like uh, Jeremy saying that he's having a baby, you think somebody right. should say, yes, that and I had a bug in my ear since yes. day three. <laughs> Do you know how much and, it hurt? And I'm not sure if it's altering my motor or my auditorial skill. Not, no, for real, Rob. No to future survivor players. Yes. <laughs> no, that's a word. You can have that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's something serious. Okay, good, good. I'm glad you like that. I, you know, I float these things out there. I don't know how they're going to get received sometimes. <laughs> good. That's gold. Yes. No, that can work. <laughs> well, let's uh, stick with talking about these tribes and let's take a question from Ariel. Hi, Robin Price. This is Ariel. Happy season 32. As I was watching last night, the classic Sesame Street segment called One of These Things is Not Like the Other kept repeating in my head. I mean, Alicia definitely doesn't seem to be the brawniest of the brawn, and Ty himself wondered why he was categorized as a beauty. Were they mistribed, and is there anyone on the Brains tribe that is also mistribed enough that you could figure out a reasonable three-way player swap that would make more sense? Bryce, looking back on your season, was there anyone that probably would have fit better on one of the other tribes? Rob, have a great LA know-it-alls next week, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you both at the New York KIA in April. All right, so Ariel wants to know who is on the wrong tribe. First off, <laughs> do you want to get yourself in trouble? You want to say anybody was on the wrong tribe back in Kagiyan? Well, no, but I I do say like for instance, I think of like Jatia when it comes to mind. Jatia could have absolutely been on Beauty Tribe, and I think like the outcome of Jatia on beauty could have been like, so I like that would have changed the game in my opinion in Kageon. Cause like she would have got them girls together. Them girls would have not been able to take Jatia. So mm-hmm. I definitely think like there's instances like that. In well, well, here's the question for you then. Who are you right. sending to the brainstorm? Well, ch- well, ch- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The only person we would have to substitute is me, in my opinion, because um, yeah, I'm gonna just leave that like there. We but, need a woman. We need a woman well, to send true, there. True, true, true. Well, girl, then Jatia can't come to the um the DC <laughs> tribe, unfortunately. Um, but no, Alexis is pretty smart, though. Um, yes. So I mean, we could have swapped Alexis. That could work, Alexis. Right. So we could have did that. So I mean. Yeah, Alicia to me is not very brawny. I, I, 
I don't know about that. This is a hard question because then you think about the brains and child, you know, the brains, you know, they think they super young because last night Neil and Peter was talking about, yeah, we're the young people and they the old people. But I mean, correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong. But P- Peter, you about 35, baby. <laughs> you ain't no young spring chicken now. <laughs> was that part of the appeal for Neil and Peter? They're like, yeah, we're, we're the young people around here. Like, yeah, this is a perfect. Let's, let's call this like the Young People Alliance. I mean, child, I mean, I guess if you have Debbie and uh, what's his name? Bob, not <laughs> Joe. Bob. Uh, Joe, Joe. I mean, I guess maybe you you can make that <laughs> clarification. They should keep them around and they should vote out Liz and Aubrey so that they could be like the young people on like we're the young bucks of this tribe. I, I would definitely. <laughs> yeah. think, but I had like a flashback watching them in the water and Joe and Debbie to like Michael Snow and Matt Bischoff season. <laughs> Do you remember that season yes. when them people slept? on the beach and didn't sleep in the shelter. Right. Like, because they were like two school. Like I had a flashback to that season real quick. But so, I mean, you're talking I def- about that season and then that tribe a lot. You're talking about Shamar. You're talking right. About- I mean, that, that was a great season in my opinion. I, I enjoyed that. We had Joe. That was like the, the bromance season, the original bromance. I still have a, a very special place in my heart for Eddie. Eddie and his list. I've never met Eddie, but I, Eddie is a friend in my head as well too. So, <laughs> We love Eddie Fox. Is, is With Asian McLean? Well, listen, Asian McLean isn't a friend in my head no more. <laughs> Asian McLean is a girlfriend now. So, uh, that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's another story <laughs> for another day. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. But I mean, Alicia definitely, you would think that Alicia could slide right in onto the beauty tribe, but we don't need to trade a girl. We need to trade a guy. Um, but, you and, know, if you're putting Alicia onto the beauty tribe, then we have to take uh, one of the beauties and put her on brawn. And so I would say maybe the substitute. Be- I mean, first of all, all of the beauty girls are beautiful and strong. But maybe I was thinking maybe Michelle. Michelle looks like strong fit. They all have great bodies. That seems so- the same difference to me. Alicia for Michelle. You think so? I think so. Okay, so I mean, I guess then that trade is null and void. Hmm. Um, so maybe we can try to get rid of Ty off the beauty tribe, but where would Ty go? Because I mean, I don't think he's on the brain tribe. And I'm just why thinking, do you say that? I'm just well, anybody that leaves <laughs> when you're walking down the aisle <laughs> to get water and yeah, you turn but- around and that bad boy is not there. I just like I just. There's certain things that start crossing my mind. Right. So I guess you could, could you put him on the brawn drive and say that I he's mean, like an but athlete? Here's the, here's the thing though. Like, you know, and I did my little Facebook research on like, you know, he like, like, and I was listening to uh, Corinne. Oh, I love Corinne. Woo. That was a great one. But like, <laughs> I think he like rolls and he like ride bikes. So like for his frame, he is actually like pretty brawny. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's a tree climber. So, I mean, I think we could substitute him out. But who are we going to substitute him out for? Dog the Bounty Hunter's nephew or for Scott? So, I mean. Right. I don't know. So everybody sort of made fun of these tribes. But then, you know, Lynn Spillman is like saying, like, uh, look what I had to work with. So, I mean, all in all, I think she did like a good job. Like, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of square pegs around here. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think it would be tough to switch people around. I right. think, you know, you have a couple people that could be on a bunch of tribes and then you have a couple of people that really it's hard to make a case for them to be on any tribes. So it's tough to do. What are you, right. you going to do? All right. Uh, we won't stress out about it too much because in two weeks they won't even have these tribes anymore. Right. They'll have switched. <laughs> and then, you know, I would have been gone already. So it's like, you know, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Okay. All right. So then uh, let's take a question uh, from our buddy Syrup Guy, who wants to talk about one of the other interesting characters from this season. What's up, Robin Bryce? This is Syrup Guy calling from Canada. My question today is about Debbie. (laughs) And although she probably is in the running for the freakiest freak with that bathing suit and kind of just with the way she acts in general. But anyway, is she destined to be voted out first when that tribe inevitably goes to tribal council. I mean, she just seems like such an outsider and at least Joe, who also seems on the outs, he's got that grandfather role. I mean, I think people like him, but Debbie just seems off. Can you give me any situation where that tribe goes to tribal council and Debbie doesn't go home, especially after the next time on survivor we saw. Thanks guys. All right, let's talk a little bit about Debbie. I feel like you have a lot to say with Debbie. You know I do. So first of all, I am making my preseason prediction that Debbie clearly is the freakiest freak, okay? (laughs) Let's be clear. That that lady said, the way my puzzles, the puzzles lay down to me like my lovers. (laughs) Okay, Debbie. (laughs) And then when Peter was like, you know, our good President Obama a lot. Debbie was ready to protect and serve. Okay. No questions asked. <laughs> yes, she so, was. She was. She she thought she was front and center for duty. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was the duty to be, but baby, she was yeah. there. Well, how about this? That from what Debbie talked about, all the different jobs that she right. has, uh, all the different things, all the different things Debbie does. Okay. Here we go. I'm a chemist, but I've been a photonics manufacturing supervisor, an electronics expert, a bartender, caretaker to nuns, and between jobs, I fill in at Red Lobster as a server. Uh, How about that, Bryce? Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, Debbie. Child, I didn't know that was you giving me my better chain biscuits now. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) <laughs> Debbie does it all. To me, it's funny. Debbie reminded me of like a cast in the Jatia a little bit. Mm. <laughs> like the way she was like ordering them around. Like you remember when Jatia tried to build the shelter and yes. then Debbie was like, you know, this is how you make fire. I know how to make fire. Like I just feel like she's like the the um, motherance of Jatia and cast a little bit. But bless Debbie's heart. And I do feel like if the brawn, since the brawn is historically kind of shaping up like the brawn on my season, although they did win their first, <laughs> you know, challenge due to Darnell dropping the goggles in the ocean. But I just feel like the train that they are on, you never know because on, you know, my season, Jatia burnt and dumped the rice and Garrett went home. <laughs> so I, 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 I am expecting Debbie to do great things. And I definitely want Debbie to stay on longer. Although it seems like Neil and Elizabeth are not here for that. Yeah. Okay. They want Debbie out now, but I feel like, I mean, if we're going to think about the Scott and what's the other guy and the 
dog bounty hunters nephews, dog <laughs> bounty hunters nephews perspective on things, then you know Debbie should be a candidate to stay in because you know you know in their thinking she should be staying in. So I don't know. All right. So many different things with Debbie. <laughs> First off, do you think that Debbie was ever working at Red Lobster when Beyonce comes in? I mean, I listen, possibly. <laughs> okay. But Debbie was there. She took her man to Red Lobster for them biscuits. You know what Bae said about <laughs> getting them biscuits at Red Lobster. So listen. Yeah, she, you know, but I think she took some of those puzzles there after they laid down for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Debbie, absolutely, at this point in time in the season, is my nomination for the freakiest freak. Okay, but I have some other nominations for later in the season after yeah, what well, I see. It's too early but, to make that call, I mean, but she's listen, the number one contender right now. <laughs> she definitely is the number one contender for the spot because I ain't never seen no lovers lay down like puzzles. Okay. <laughs> So, hello, Debbie. I look forward to meeting you. <laughs> right. <laughs> That yeah, my lovers are like puzzles too. In terms of, I just stand there and I can't figure out how to do it. It's like, where does this go? What's this? Oh boy, let me just work on the corners. Yes, listen. So, for the sake of that, forever. (laughs) I'm not going to make a synopsis in regards to my so, but it's not my puzzles though. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Does this piece fit there? No, Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. bring me the cover to the box real quick i just let me just see what it's supposed to look like okay (laughs) all right but in terms of debbie with this group i mean we saw her with joe do i don't don't have a good read on joe i feel like that he's the guy that we hardly saw anything from him last night do you think that he's fitting in i mean it's hard to say is he guilty by association that he's friends with debbie and then those other people are like no we don't like debbie joe you're out too but at the end of the day let's be clear joe is 72 years old um and here's another thing I mean, and again, I um, I'm speaking upon the Scott and the uh, Jason realm. Joe should be the first to go. I'm just thinking like Scott and Jason, because who's the thing? Who wants to sit next to a 72 year old at the end of the day? If you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he needs to go and he needs to go immediately. If we're getting the, the good guys out first, how other people are explaining. But I mean, I'm with Jeff saying this is like the most evacuated season. I'm nervous. Joe was going to have a heat stroke. Mm, yeah, that's a it's a fair point. I'm just like, no, don't get me wrong. I love everything about Joe. Um, and I love him on the show. I'm just really nerd and he appears to be in great shape. Um, but I'm just I'm nervous he for could him. Knock like, our I, two heads together too. Right. I'm just I'm nervous, but I'm interested to see like how he performs and how he'll continue to perform and these challenges as the days go on, the water gets less and the rice gets drier. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm worried for Joe, but yeah, back to Debbie real quick. I think another good thing with Debbie is like, well, you know, when Aubrey had her, you know, slight slight situation, (laughs) you know, Debbie was there to console her and, you know, in survivor, those little like those little interactions that you have with people, they really go a long way and they really alter the way you feel about people. So, I mean, her mothering or her hostess skills came out with 
you know, Aubrey. And so you never know how that might affect Aubrey. And now you got Aubrey, Debbie, and Joe. Bam, that's three, 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 and three. So they can easily pull somebody in. I don't know who it would be, but I'm just saying, like, you know, Debbie is still in this game. I want to talk more about this brains tribe. Okay, so Peter, that Dr. Obama, as we've discussed earlier, are you liking Peter? The very young, 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 young Peter. So I don't have anything against Peter. Peter the young so Obama. Far, the young Obama. So Peter, you know, at this point in time, uh, Peter's an interesting character for me to watch. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm liking him so far. What about Neil? You mentioned him early on that he said that he's not just a dandy in ice cream pants. Well, first of all, I felt like Neil was trying to come for my purple pants, badass spot <laughs> with them ice cream pants. I, I see you, Neil. I know what you're trying to do, but I like Neil so far. You know, I feel like Neil is kind of like, you know, spilling the tea with Liz. You know, he seemed to be very like hands on trying to get the fire going. So I like Neil. Neil to me seems like an all around guy. He can spill the tea. He can work the challenges. So I'm like, Neil is kind of shaping up to be like my favorite male. Wow. So I'm liking Neil. (laughs) Opposite to Corinne, you know, (laughs) but you know, he tried to reach out and just to listen, but I, I'm liking Neil from what I'm seeing in his gameplay. It seems to be like well thought out. It seems to be like something that comes natural to him. So it's like I, I enjoy watching Neil. He didn't seem to be like, I don't know. I don't want to say like, I don't know. I just, as opposed to him or Peter, I seem to like Neil's approach a little bit. Okay. And then we also have Liz, who yes. we haven't talked about at all, but Last night on Survivor Know-It-Alls, Stephen Fishback had the revelation on the show for the first time announced that Liz was his ex-girlfriend. Oh, and really? he introduced her to Survivor casting. Damn, I never, I don't, okay, Stephen with a lit, oh, okay, oh, wait, you gotta give me a second to ponder okay, on this yeah, a little bit. process that. That was a lot to take <laughs> in today. Listen, you said voicemails, you did not say tea was going to be spilled <laughs> yes. like this, Rob. Wow. This is a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a game changer because she, if, if Liz was getting down with the fishy fishy, then listen, you Liz got a couple of things up her sleeve, sidebar, to the Liz. I mean, is this like the celebrity lookalike? Because Liz is giving me Katniss realness from <laughs> wow. the Hunger Games. <laughs> okay, y'all need to Google that and look at them pictures. She's giving me Katniss realness. I like Liz. Liz to me is like, I see Liz as like, I just, I, I can't even explain the vibe that I get from Liz, but Liz is like, you know, that like we, like, you know, she's, I can see Liz is going to put in work. Mm-hmm. Okay, Liz is. I can see Liz throwing people under the bus. I can see Liz doing things that she. I, I just. I get a very like, uh, like if it's heroes versus villain, I get a very villain esque feel from Liz. But it's like the likable villain. Like I just, it's something about Liz. So I mean, and maybe you know, maybe that makes more sense. Her and Fishy, and then you know, maybe she broke up with Steve. Like you know, she a boss like that. So I don't know, but oh, I, I definitely. <laughs> So I, I that was not the story that he said on the show. Okay, well, listen, I just you just you just broke news to me, so I'm just you know chattering, chattering. But I like Liz so far on the Bronze Tribe as well. She's definitely emerging as a level-headed leader. And Liz was like, "Child, you ain't dehydrated. Your lips not chat, bitch. You just had a panic attack." <laughs> 
So Liz can read the girl. So I, I'm definitely liking the alliance of Neil and Liz throughout the season. Like, I'm just like, they're my favorite alliance so far. Okay, well, we do have this Brains Tribe, which seems to have it stacked together compared to the Brains Tribe from the original Kagiyan. Would you say, is it too early to say that this Brains Tribe is the far superior Brains Tribe, even though we ended up with three people from that Brains Tribe coming back for a second chance All-Star season? I think it is not too early to say. I think this Brains Tribe <laughs> is in a way better position than my Brains Tribe on Kagiyan. <laughs> absolutely i think it's 100 percent safe to say that they are in a way better position yeah yeah i think they're definitely they're definitely putting the old brain stripe to shame so far absolutely okay we'll see where it goes from here do you think that the brawn tribe this is something that we talked about last night on the know-it-alls do you think that the brawn tribe is going to be that train wreck tribe are they going to be the (laughs) new brains tribe in this brains versus beauty versus brawn well, child, when they went to pick the puzzle and I think Jason was like, you know, we don't brawl like we're. Yeah. Like he said, like, we're going to brawn this puzzle. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a minute. Huh? Like. Yeah. And they did. Brawn is well, going to brawn. So I, I just was like, mm, maybe. And then I'm, I'm curious to see how what the fallout is like at the bronze from Darnell. I'm curious to see how Sydney recovers and reacts because now she is the odd man out, in my opinion. Um, so and she is such a strong female that I, I'm, I'm just curious to see what can happen at the bronze tribe. So, I mean, every other tribe seems like they gel naturally. So I, I am curious to see what happens. One final note on Debbie, who was Nicole's <laughs> winner pick for this season. Do you think Nicole has lost a few miles off the fastball? Do you think that Nicole has lost it? So, you, first of all, you know, Nicole is my girl. <laughs> but I like, so I don't know winner. I mean, that bathing suit is yes. But, but she doesn't I, seem to have it on the island. She doesn't. But here's the thing, though. Like, she could pull... Like, and I don't even want to, like, cite Sandra. But she can, like, be... Because by far, Debbie is not dumb. She's not stupid. I definitely think she's just not socially aware of herself and how she's coming off. And so I think if checked by a tribe mate or like, you know, if a tribe swap happens and she winds up with different people and they're like, Debbie, you're fucking annoying. Excuse my language. Like, you know, like, and she gets that realization. She may be able to pull it together. And then somebody like, so I, I, I don't know as far as how far I see Debbie going, but I can see Debbie bring some being somebody that I will want to work with and bring along with me because it's like, if it's me or Debbie, they're going to pick me. So it's like, come, come, come with me, Debbie. Come, come tell me about what you do. Let's take a question from Nate for Bryce. Hey, Rob, at the end of the day, whose belt buckle is better? Caleb's BMC belt buckle or Tyson's cupcake belt buckle. Love you, Bay. Bay. Thank you, Nate. Bryce, help us out here with this fashion question. Who wore it better? (laughs) Beast Mode Cowboys BMC belt buckle or Tyson's cupcake belt buckle? I am I'm probably gonna have to go with the cowboy, the the beast mode cowboy. I I was Filling his buckle last night. I was like, oh, let's check that out. And then, yes, I'm going to have to go with Caleb. But I feel like, isn't he saying that, uh, like, uh, I'm not going to be Beast Mode Cowboy. 
at the end of the day, I'm not Beast Mode Cowboy, but but he keeps talking about Beast Mode Cowboy, and then he was wearing a Beast Mode Cowboy belt buckle. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> oh, you're into the merchandising now. <laughs> listen, I just, but I thought you said you didn't even like him. I listen. I'm being open-minded. <laughs> I'm being open-minded this season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was I'm very get, quick. Well, I mean, listen. I, I I'm changing in 20. My, I'm trying not to be petty in 2016. So <laughs> look at you. I really. I'm, I'm really being open and so if we're talking fashion you know I did like the belt buckle okay so <laughs> okay. ding for Caleb better than the cupcake belt buckle <laughs> I mean it gives it a run for its money but you know I'm just gonna go with you know it's 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 you know it's very okay. the word alright so <laughs> these <laughs> cowboy belt buckles but okay so the cupcake belt buckle now moves down into the, the loser bracket it goes to Redemption Island with Neil's ice cream cone pants alright so who wins out Neil's ice cream <laughs> pants or Tyson's cupcake belt buckle I mean I think it's a, a tough debate but I, I think Tyson's cupcake belt buckle is victorious in that match okay so the ice cream cone <laughs> pants are dead last. They are dead last. In that power rankings. In the power rankings, absolutely. Okay. So Bryce, instead of our next question, uh, I have something that I like to do here on the podcast. Sometimes our listeners submit some musical entries in here and of course you are an established recording artist uh you have two huge hit singles that are out right now between uh freak and purple pants badass and so i have two different competitors today and i would love for you to decide who is the winner of this week's rhap music contest absolutely i'm here to judge and you know i'm i'm here to lend a hand okay our first entry is from a listener named Doug and Doug has a song for you to hear. And then if you've heard enough, you just tell me to stop. Okay. Okay. All right. Here is Doug's musical entry for the week. Kyle runs his mouth. Darnell poops in tea. Mm. That bug just hides out. And then there's the pants of Godly. Brain tribe pulls it out. Kagayan won't repeat. Here on brains and brawn and beauty. Aubrey just freaks out. High triangles hunting. Brawn tribe just goes south. Okay, the I heard enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you like that? Okay, the melody was smooth. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we have our returning champion. Uh, <laughs> Shut Up Tim is back, and he has a song about the <laughs> traumatic incident which affected Jennifer. All right. Here's Shut Up Tim. Earbug. 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 So I'm laying there at my camp. And this little worm's looking for somewhere not damp. Now it's in near my brain. And if it lays eggs, it won't be the same. It's in there gnawing and clawing around. And all this pain is making me frown. And with this season, I guess it's got to be said that if I don't watch out, I could end up being dead. Help me, please. 
before things go wrong. This is way worse than a bug gun. Help me, please, to get this out. Out. I like. Okay, this. rap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tim also wants us to know this is from uh, Terry Dietz's favorite band, Wambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a tough decision here, Rob, but I'm I'm feeling very. Tasha Foxy and you know one of Tasha's Foxes you know back in the day when she was in a, a heated feud you know she liked people to be on beat to the songs so and with that thinking I I am thinking that the new winner has to be the first one <laughs> okay from Doug Doug congratulations Doug Doug the winner of this week's R-H-A-P uh, and, find the next l- musical superstar and listen Doug slide in my DMs maybe we can collaborate you know listen this is the added bonus okay <laughs> Okay. We can we can come up with something great. All right. All right. Well, Tim is going to be very upset, but great, great job, Tim, as well. <laughs> Sorry, but, Tim. All right. Let's get back to the questions and let's take this one, which is from John in D.C. John in D.C. wants to know about uh, something that maybe could be a bad omen for survivors moving forward. Here is John. Both Serene and Darnell mentioned Sean Rector in their previous interviews. Both went out early. Sean Rector, the new kiss of death. Is that like the new cursed photos? Should somebody not mention Sean Rector in their bios? I mean, it's it's proven to be right. Like, you know, (laughs) so I I mean, I don't know. That's the. And, you know, did did Darnell put that in his bio? Yeah, he said that was one of the players that he's like. Oh, so, well, I, I, I think the curse of death is real survivor players. Okay. So who should Darnell mention? Is there a lucky survivor? I mean, I just feel like, you know, he, he should mention someone like Jervis, you know, oh. or, you know, flash from the past. Like, you know, did great both seasons, you know, someone in regards to that, or, you know, nobody mentions the liquid Ken, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm like, like Kenny. Yeah, Kenny was amazing. You Who know? did you say so, that you were like? I so I mean I think Corinne hated on mine because I was like Ozzy. I think um, you said Suri also. Oh, cool. Well, you everything. Every, anytime they were like former, I was like Suri. I was like Ozzy. You love Suri. I do. I, uh, I absolutely love Suri. Ozzy, Suri, and Colton. Yes. Okay. And have you ever talked to Suri? That you, are you actually are you friends with Suri? So we are friends, like we've never met, but we have talked and we do text and I like, but it's like so weird because I just, I don't feel like I can be normal with Suri. So I like, I can't wait until like we actually can like meet face to face because every time we text or communicate, I like fan out. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh God, I need to be like, so it's like. It's just never a good look for me, but I I do love like Sabri is like one of the reasons I am like a super Survivor fan. I've said it once, I say it again. I love Sabri. See if you can figure out if she likes me or not, because I feel like that either <laughs> she's <laughs> like I, I, I you know what I I should probably be able to tell. Like I'm like the person that's like she's just not that into me, but I can't figure out why. Has she ever been on? Yes. Okay. Yes. She has. But then she won't. She doesn't write back to me when I ask her again. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is like what happened with Stephen Fishback and Liz. I need to ask him what. How did this go? 
<laughs> and it was good. It was such a good podcast, I feel like. I love three. We're we, listening we to talked that. about the Survivor Nicaragua premiere six years ago. Wow. <laughs> we have to get, do, I, do we need to start a campaign to get three back on? And, but once in a while, then, like, I, I, I send her messages, and then once in a while, she like, writes back to me, but then it, and then it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> So I feel like she doesn't like me. I, I can't take a hint also. Right. You, you get the cold shoulder, but you still keep going in. Like, I'm sort of like, oh, well, maybe maybe it's just like that she doesn't like uh, get the message. Maybe she doesn't check her Facebook that often. Like, so I, I keep trying to tell myself stories and maybe that she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like, like she's pretty clear about she's not responding. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep hope yeah. alive because... You're amazing, Robin. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, yeah, just see if you can get to the bottom of it. I, I, I definitely <laughs> will do some investigation for you. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Let's take another question. And this is from our, and people should listen to that Survivor Nicaragua. Maybe, you know what? Maybe the listeners need to listen to that Survivor Nicaragua uh, first episode recap. And then they could say, well, Rob, you said this. And obviously, I think you probably offended Suri in that moment. And then it's like, I didn't even realize it. Oh my God. What could have you said to my baby? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to listen to it. Maybe this might be my last rap to my girl now. Maybe. She seemed like she was laughing the whole time. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Let's take a question from Pat. Hey, Rob. I need to know, what does the purple pants badass think of Alicia or Blondie's red pants? Thank you. Okay. Did you happen to notice Blondie's red pants? I really wasn't paying that much attention to Blondie. Oh, come on. So I I don't, I don't, I didn't peep her blonde. I didn't like, you know, this. It wasn't her fault. She didn't even want Darnell to go home. She did because the second after the tribe won, she was like, but Darnell dropped the glasses. She did say that. (laughs) But that kind of made me like her a little bit because I'm like, okay, girl, she is playing. She's out for the kill. And that's what you need to be in Survivor. So it's like Alicia can turn it around for me. So I did not really peep Alicia's pants because I I didn't peep them. And then Sydney, wait, did he say Sydney too? (laughs) No. Oh, it was just Alicia. She had red pants. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly they they don't have anything on the way. The purple pants was sitting on me. So it's like nobody, they they can't come for the purple pants. Okay. Y'all can try. You can do the gimmicks like (laughs) the ice creams on the pants or the red pants. But I will say this. Um, in regards to setting trends, I definitely think Vetus set the bar for the undies. <laughs> yes. This season, the men have stepped their underwear game up. <laughs> but Vetus did it after they did it. Oh, oh true. True, true, <laughs> true, 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 true. So what? But, whose underwear are you liking? So I definitely think, and so then the, you're probably going to go back on, you're going to like probably beat me up on this, but I definitely am liking Nick's underwear. Okay. Okay. Why? What is he doing? I, I don't I, remember. Nick has like this like orange situation that's going on, orange and black situation that's going on, and I don't know if it's because he's just so tall. And but Nick's got a nice. Uh, right, well, hold some, on. So let me just. I want to make sure that I'm understanding. So are you saying that you like you like the choice of the uh, of the underwear, or like like if somebody else was wearing the underwear, would you would you care as much? I'm just saying I like the patterns on the underwear. Okay. 
So, so if, if this underwear was on a mannequin, you would still say this is good. I would still say it's good. Okay. So uh, Nick's got a good choice of underwear. Even Neil, Neil was like, I'm going to get y'all with the pants and I'm going to get y'all with my underwear. Neil's undies are cute. And yeah. then like to top it off, I'm loving Joe's like thigh <laughs> underwear. So got the underwear that come from your knee yeah. to your to your belly button. Okay. I mean, they're like, they, they're really bringing the undie game this season. I, I have to admit. I got to find pictures. I got to find yes. pictures because I don't remember this underwear game. And th- they have stepped their underwear game up. And although Vetus's season was shot after, you know, as a fan, Vetus came first. So it's like, you know, in my mind, Vetus stepped the game up. But Vetus had on cute underwear his season as well, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would not have a good underwear game. On <laughs> I, that, yeah, you would you would be out there in tidy whites. Yeah, right? no. I'm lucky that I played in the era of uh, that we had a bathing suit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, the new era is like you're in your underwear for a week and then they give you bathing suits. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, thank God. Thank God I didn't play during that era. They couldn't bring me back at that point. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's also uh, let's take a question from uh, Matt Wojcis, who has a question for Bryce about something big that's coming up. Happy new season, Robin Bryce. It's Matt from Mineola. Just a little update on the upcoming Price is Right special. It was confirmed that contestants will be pairing up with Survivors, Big Brothers and Amazing Racers to compete for prizes. So would either of you want to be partners with contestants on the Survivor special, like, kind of like the old $25,000 pyramid. It tapes in March. See you there. Okay, Bryce, did you hear at all about this week that they announced that CBS was going to be doing a special Survivor, a special Big Brother, and a special Amazing Race edition of The Price is Right featuring alumni of all shows? I did read that article that was posted, yes. Yes, and were you excited to hear about this? I mean, TBH, I mean, it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're not going to call me. So I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> what else is, uh, what's a Facebook cook I can cook? But, uh, so I mean, so you are not campaigning to be I, one of the people that's going to be on The Price is Right. I am not campaigning because I already feel like you already know who they're going to be. So it's like, well, maybe, the- maybe the powers that be happen to be listening to this episode of Rob as a podcast. And maybe you could convince them that maybe the purple pants badass, uh, maybe this is going to be a stepping stone to a second survivor chance. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, Rob, but I mean, of course I would want to do it. And it's an amazing opportunity to be so much fun. Like, Oh my God. I definitely would love to be peer to play. The price is right now. You know, I used to watch that show with my grandma. Now I can tell you how much, a dishwasher is going to cost. Uh, I don't know how good you would be. But listen, I, I'm pretty good. Don't listen. Okay. I'm on a social work budget, but the price is right. It's my game. It's my life. All right. Well, then let's just see how good you would be at the price is right. All right. Bryce Isaiah Johnson, come on down. <laughs> No, you have to be more excited. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yes. We in here. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. And I have a bracing game for you to play to show the powers that be at CBS just how good that you would be on on playing the prices right. <laughs> 
I'm ready, Rob. <laughs> All right. We are going to have you play a game called Cliffhanger. Um. <laughs> All right. So, Bryce, in this game, this is what you're going to do. I am going to give you three different prizes. Okay. And you're going to have to tell me the dollar amount for each of these prices down to the dollar. Okay. And then for every dollar you're wrong, your mountain climber is going to move up the mountain. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> and he has only 25 steps until he gets over the mountain. Now I need to tell you that all of these prizes that you are going to be telling me the price of, and don't be cheating. I'm not <laughs> are available in the CBS.com survivor <laughs> store. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. No price. This is huge. Now, if you if you win, they're gonna say, "Oh, we got to put him on the show." Right, and then if you right. do terrible, <laughs> then they're not even gonna include you. <laughs> Think about it. Even putting okay. you on. <laughs> All right. So tell them what's the first prize. What's the first prize that Bryce is gonna be bidding on? Well, it's a Survivor voting pen. Mm. It's like just like the one that Alicia tried to use with the cap <laughs> on when she voted Darnell out at last night's Tribal Council. All right, Bryce. The first item is the survivor voting pen. How much do you think the survivor voting pen costs? Mm, I mean, I'm probably going to say around $12. $12. Okay. So your cliffhanger is going to keep moving until that he reaches the point. All right, here he goes. All right, one dollar, three dollars, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, it was twenty dollars for the survivor voting pen, Bryce. Ah, oh, I was close. Yeah, you were close, but not that close. And he's only got what is that eight, and now he's only got seventeen <laughs> more steps to go. So you could only be wrong by seventeen dollars on these next prizes. Okay. Okay. All right. The next prize that you're going to be bidding on, what is it? It's a Survivor Coaster four pack. Each of these coasters has an iguana and the Survivor <laughs> logo on it. All right, Bryce. Four coasters from the Survivor CBS store. How much are those coasters? Mm, four coasters. So I'm probably going to go with. $15. $15. All right. Let's see. Let's see where he goes. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, price. You were off by $10. They were, they were $25 for the coasters. These are nice coasters. You're lowballing these things. I mean, I, I don't want to go over. I know, listen, it's not good to go over. All right, well, you've only got $7 left that you can <laughs> be wrong on on this. <laughs> All right. Now, finally, the last item that we're going to take a look at. Okay, you have to be within $7 to win. All right, here we go. All right, what is the final prize that Bryce is going to be bidding on? Well, it's a life-size paper Survivor Jeff Probst stand-up. <laughs> this life-size cardboard cutout of Jeff Probst is just like the real thing that you can have hanging out at your house. <laughs> Please allow two to three business days for shipping. All right. 
So this is the price that don't include shipping or tax or anything like that. You need to be within $7 for the Survivor mm. stand-up cardboard Jeff Probst. I'm going to go for like $35. $35. You need to be within $7. <laughs> All right, here we go. 19. <laughs> you did it. You got it. Bryce! <laughs> the price is right! Hey, listen! Yes! You did it! I knew you were going to go spin the big wheel now! Yes! <laughs> yes, wow, congratulations! Uh, well, I think that now, I think they should know. Now, how excited would you be? That would be fun. That would be amazing. Listen, I, 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 I can price some things now, yes. okay? <laughs> Well, you've proved you know exactly how much things are at the CBS store. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, I've ordered about three of those just, okay? <laughs> uh, that's how you knew. <laughs> that's how I knew. All right. Uh, well, those things are all at the CBS store if you want to check them out. So good work on The Price is Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I might need my own box of wine for the night that they do that show. Hello. Listen, I, I will personally ship you my favorite, okay? Okay. Tip it. You got to tip it. All right. Well, I'll be podcasting uh, all week about that. Uh, Bryce, there were no inappropriate quotes that I found from Jeff Probst, but I did find some uh, rather inappropriate quotes from some of the Survivor players themselves last night. What you got? Okay. <laughs> Here's the first quote. I think that this was from uh, your buddy, Jason, when they were talking about building the shelter... <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of the uh, the logs that they needed uh, for Scott Pollard. Uh, this was Jason. If it's long enough for you to lay, it's gonna be long enough for us to lay. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's generally the rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Scott Pollard's voice that uh, he adds in, just like the yeah at the end. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then uh, here is also the number two uh, from last night. You talked about Debbie's reaction to President Obama, Peter. Here is what Debbie said. I thought this was very inappropriate. When you're coming, it's going to be like in my head. Whoa. <laughs> Listen, I told you she was ready to protect and serve at any means necessary. Yeah, she was talking about then going to go to Red Lobster after that. All right. And then finally, I thought that the most inappropriate quote of the night comes from Jennifer uh, when she is talking about her experience with the bug. I prepared to face a lot out here, but I didn't prepare for some bug to munch me from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic. Yes. It's not preparing oh. for that. <laughs> oh, God. I prepared to face a lot out here, but I didn't prepare for some bug to munch me from the inside. I mean, I don't think anybody's prepared to be munched from the inside. And if they are, girl, you need to let him go. When you're coming, it's going to be like in my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Debbie. Oh, my God. That's what happens, Debbie, when you get munched from the inside. Yeah, all right. Oh. All right. <laughs> but the survivors and everybody involved with Survivor was very busy on social media last night. It was like the Grammys of Survivor <laughs> last night. Really was. All right. But there were so many different people on social media last night for Survivor. Even you. 
that you were tweeting up a storm. Uh, but let me start with Jeff Probst, who was really pumped up, even though he's been downplaying this season, but he's been tweeting a bunch of things. Uh, this is some of the things that uh, Jeff said. Uh, Heads up. Have fun watching Debbie's ever-changing occupations. She has so many that we had to switch them up. Did you catch this, Bryce? No. What, her occupations or Jeff tweeting? No, the occupations. Yeah, I, who could you not? That's all she was talking about. Oh. Yeah, but that on the bottom of the screen, they kept oh. changing <laughs> all no. the different things that she was saying. Oh, that was just <laughs> CBS was shady. <laughs> yeah, they posted uh, that, <laughs> that she was a chemist. Another time they put her as a civil air patrol captain. Uh, they put another time uh, that they went back to chemists and then they put her as a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look on the survivor Reddit, they've got a listing of all of them. It's very funny. That's hilarious. No, I did not peep that. I was too busy screaming and yelling and tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeff also said about Ty I have a feeling Ty will be getting a lot of early love. It's like discovering Rupert for the first time. Oh, oh. Spoiler alert. I have no Rupert tweets tonight. Rupert did not tweet during the show last night. Who needs Ty when you have Ty die? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, Ty preaches pizza love, but I, I don't know if he's coming for Rupert's spot just yet. <laughs> just yeah, not yet. And also, <laughs> Jeff, he just said, he tweeted, and beware of crawly things looking for warm <gasps> spots to sleep. And no, not that spot. Jeff, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. It's a family show, Jeff. What is he saying? <laughs> Jeff, must be, he must have had some of my boxed wine when he was tweeting that. I prepared to face a lot out here, but I didn't prepare for some bug to munch me from the inside. Well, I don't know what he's saying. That must have been in the West Coast tweeting of Survivor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh then uh we also had uh some tweets all right ty trang at ty trang sf he did tweet for the record i did replant all the trees back there and then so if you were worried about that right i did i saw that this morning yes he made it clear although he violently ripped them up he did replant them even though he ripped them out okay steven fishback our own steven fishback that he tweeted alicia saying i am a mental giant is the same as me i have a cast iron stomach <laughs> We all yeah. know those hashtag intestinal internal. Well, I freak, I can't even intestinal distress. Yes. Uh, what, what the, right now, my gut tells me go use <laughs> the, the the bathroom. <laughs> That's what Stevens got told him to. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was Stevens' gut feeling. Okay. All right. Eliza was worked up last night. Oh, I love Eliza's tweets. Yeah. Uh, Eliza was worked up. Uh, she was uh, on the beauty tribe from the get go. She's like beauty tribe. Once again, proving they are not the brains tribe. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Eliza is not liking Caleb's edit so far. She said, look at the music Caleb is getting hero edit. Please people see what an edit this is and look at what others say. Hashtag survivor. Mm. <laughs> That's a <side> juice, Eliza. <laughs> yeah. And then Eliza uh, tweeted a bar full of people just laughed hysterically when Alicia called herself a mental giant. Yikes. <laughs> Hashtag survivor. 
<laughs> I love your Eliza voice. <laughs> Very indignant. Yes. Also, by the way, have you seen also this picture? We talked about the different uh, survivor looks. There's a picture I saw of Alicia has a lip tattoo. Have you seen one of these before? Like an mm. inner lip tattoo. I have seen people with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You flip it out and it's like right there. Not in all. Alicia had one. Yeah. So she's got a bonus. It was in one of the bonus scenes that she's showing off uh, that she's oh. got one. I mean, I wonder if that helps her sell houses. <laughs> yeah. so she shows it. She's like, hey, if you buy this house, all you want to see something cool? Listen. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. show you that closing. That seems very painful. Would you rather get a lip tattoo or get a bug in your ear? Um, I mean, how long is the bug going to stay on my ear? <laughs> One day. I'll, I would have probably have the bug in my ear. Yeah. What would your lip tattoo say? I don't know. Probably say, I don't know. <laughs> you it should have not. it say your, your Twitter handle. It'd be uh, free <laughs> advertising whenever you open your mouth. Like, oh, let me but follow this, this guy on Twitter. But you don't open your, your lip doesn't drop down and open up every time you talk, Raj. So it's like only when you're getting intimate with people. And maybe you don't want them to have your Twitter. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Here, I have a clip of Alicia talking about her lip tattoo. So um, I have audacious tattooed in my lip. It kind of fits my personality. I'm 100% fearless, I'm daring, blunt. Uh, I got it whenever I was younger, but I mean, it, it suits my personality. Audacious. Audacious. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. I mean, so here's the thing. I, she could be gearing up to be one of my personal favorites. If, if I can allow myself <laughs> to get her, get over her booting out Darnell because she really does have a lot of the things that I like audacious I'm I'm gonna get one we're gonna be twinning I'm gonna get one too but I mean she really I mean in regards to speaking her mind I did think she did a good job at tribal kind of like throwing Darnell under the bus that was audacious it, it was and she went right to let them know that you know he dropped the goggles I mean so I mean, by the way, Bryce, people are getting mad in the comment section. They want you people to call it a scuba mask. Goggles are two pieces. It would be like calling a one piece bathing suit a bikini, I guess. So the (laughs) scuba mask. Yes. So, you know, she made no mistake to point out that he had dropped the scuba mask. And then sidebar, another thing that ticked me off about who's the NBA player, Scott. When he was like, you know, Darnell said he's a diver, so we all let him be. But I dive all the time, and I know to hold the goggles or the scuba mask. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been in Cambodia jumping off of a boat? Like, I, uh, I was just, I, uh, I was, ooh, listen. I, I was feeling oh, no, like a You're light. not feeling this brawn tribe right now. I'm, I'm not. not they need to get information. Randy Bailey. He will be a guest with Jordan Parhar this week on the reality TV happy hour. Randy Bailey at 1720. He tweeted, my only question is whether or not Joe lasts long enough to be medevaced. (laughs) Well, you would think that Randy would have some camaraderie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For the AARP cast. Yeah. But (laughs) Randy is funny. But no, I really am generally concerned for Pop-Pop. Yes. Like, I really am. Pop-Pop? Like, is that his nickname? That's his nickname in my head. Pop-Pop. Or Paul Paul, if you're from where Jeremiah's from. But um, I am like, 
No, I really am concerned about him. Like, I just really hope that he's drinking his water and like getting his sleep because I really do want to love. I really want to love to watch pop up, but I am nervous. Something bad is going to happen to him. Randy also tweeted, if at Ethan's on and at Stephen Fishback had a baby, it would grow up to look like Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Neil. Interesting. I mean, I can I can see slightly see the resemblance a little bit. So if Stephen Fishback ran into Ethan on OK Cupid, <laughs> that's how we would have Neil. That's how we. That's how Neil would. That's how we would have Neil. Okay. Randy also said, if you have a bug digging through your eardrum into your brain, here have some water. Lol. <laughs> right. Do you want some water? I can get you some water. <laughs> Randy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Penner, he tweeted um, episode one brains versus beauty versus brawn and Jiminy cricket gardener guy. Shocker. A person of color went home first survivor deja vu all over again. All right. So Penner's with you on this. I listen. I, I know a lot of people are with me on it. All right. And uh, Corinne, she tweeted out that she was already, she was so keying up to say by alopecia, I hope this was the right move for Braun. I'm not sure if it was. Absolutely was not. <laughs> By alopecia. Ah, Corinne. <laughs> oh, and that's right. Her and Max are on their uh, Survivor tour, right? Yes, they're, <laughs> they're going from house to house. Yes. <laughs> and they're going to be at the live know-it-alls next week. So, so they're not going to anybody's house next Wednesday. <laughs> they're like fun. the new Missy and Baylor. Right. And we'll just show up. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, We also have Andrea. She is a very defensive over Ty Trang. She says, hey, don't make fun of Ty's eyebrows now. He's the best person ever. We love Ty. Yeah. Leave his tie brows alone. (laughs) (laughs) Russell Hance was back on Twitter that he was not watching Survivor 31 at all. I think that he was annoyed they brought back all stars, but they didn't bring him back. But he is back in the fold for season 32 to fill the void left by Rupert. Not watching survivor <laughs> 32 last night. Okay. Russell hands. He tweeted. Ty is on the beauty tribe. He seems cute on the inside though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he also Russell. said, uh, I wonder if anybody would have done that without the King starting it. Hashtag looking without clues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. And about the bug in Jennifer's ear, he says, that's one tough bitch right there. Think (laughs) about it. Could you stand that all night long? Yeah. Uh, your Russell Hance and Eliza uh, impersonations the uh, same they're they're amazing Russell was not crazy about the first episode though he said so far it's a little slow but it's only the first episode (laughs) okay got a little hood at the end (laughs) and then finally I think then uh, Russell was up for some Q&A okay tell me what you think so far I'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he wants to pull his audience <laughs> okay Ethan was tweeting Ethan's on uh, one half of Neil Gottlieb's uh, parents uh, <laughs> that, he, that he tweets uh, at Adele sings hello it's me the bug munching from inside <laughs> can you ear me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that definitely deserves a ding <laughs> I prepared to face a lot out here, but I didn't prepare for some bug to munch me from the inside. Okay. Max Dawson was on Twitter. 
He tweeted about Debbie puzzles lay down for Debbie like lovers. Unfortunately, it appears that this puzzle swiped left. Well, she wasn't even on the puzzle, right? Right. <laughs> Again, was that the puzzle swiping left? I didn't know puzzle swiped left now. <laughs> and then Max also said, is Darnell wearing a Billy Garcia shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's similar. It's not exactly the same. It's similar. Ah, no, that. <laughs> That's that funny. That was funny. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's back tonight. Well, right. I think last season, I think a lot of the returning players didn't want to come out and throw shade. Just like Corinne doesn't want to do her preseason cast assessment against the returning players. Now it's like these new people are all fair game. Right. Yeah. So now everybody's out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. T Bird, she's oh. she tweeted. Thanks, Sydney, for the bug exorcism. Really <laughs> screaming in Jenny's ear. <laughs> so T-Bird thinks it was an exorcism. Uh, Sydney just like screamed in her ear. Maybe like when T-Bird types in all caps, that could have got the bug out of her ear too. <laughs> and also, I think T-Bird was onto something. She said, Darnell, PO worker plus lifeguard equals first boot. Wait, I don't know about that. <laughs> now... <laughs> That T-Bird, I think, was alluding to the fact that in Survivor Africa, Diane Ogden, mm-hmm. the postal worker, was also the first boot. And <laughs> even Diane Ogden got on Twitter to say, yeah. welcome to the first boot club, Darnell. I know it sucks, but oh, what a trip. So, wow. I think, uh, yeah, I mean. Dan Foley is the, is the only successful Survivor postal worker. He made it. He made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one. LJ was even tweeting last night. <laughs> What was Leon saying? <laughs> he said, when you can't recognize inner beauty, you've got a long game ahead or perhaps a short one. Hmm. <laughs> he was on fire. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> he also said, uh, tag out of a puzzle. What? Now, uh, right. Okay. I'm with you on that one, LJ. Yeah, he did not like that. See, sometimes Jeff Probst lets people switch out of the thing they can't do, and other times that you're not allowed. I don't really understand why well, sometimes you are and sometimes you're not. And then it was interesting. Jeff was like, and you can't come back yeah, in. Yeah, what's well, that? Well, well, clearly, Jeff, she tagged out. <laughs> yeah, I still want to know. Go back and watch the premiere of Survivor South Pacific that Semhar can't throw the coconuts into the net, and she's not allowed to switch out of that. But for some reason, sometimes you're allowed to switch out. We, we, need, to, we need to pull up this rule book that Jeff, <laughs> they referenced last season, and we need to, uh, we need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, Abby Maria, she was back on Twitter. She said, uh, looks like the Braun tribe is where Angkor used to be. The other tribes are automatically in advantage. (laughs) She said, Aubrey having a meltdown. Chillax, babes. Liz, I am convinced you are a robot in the body of a human. (laughs) Did you know Abby Maria knew about cyborgs? I did not know. Yeah. She also said, baby cakes, what do you mean with being a master manipulator? More like lucky and too early to idle bluff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, what? Abby. Abby was on the song. Yeah, Abby Maria is like so Hollywood that she's like, hey, listen, baby cakes. Listen, babes. <laughs> <laughs> she also said about Darnell, I want to see Darnell succeed in life. He deserves it. Good people. Good luck, man. 
I am sorry your survivor life ended today. Oh, that's very morbid. <laughs> well, I mean, she's right. His survivor life did end. Je- Jeff snubbed that torch. Uh, Vetus was also tweeting at Vetus Yoga. He said, starting the game is truly one of the most exciting times I've ever had. Thank you, America, for letting me do it twice. I feel like uh, Vetus is on like the, uh, the PR tour. Right, I was gonna say that's like that's like presidential. He's like he did he is he with Bernie Sanders or something? <laughs> that's real like presidential hey, right there. What if Bernie Sanders wins the election and Joe wins Survivor in the same year? Well, imagine that. Wouldn't that be huge? That would be you. That would be very very interesting. Yeah, seventy is the new thirty. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that would be huge and hopefully Bernie doesn't get Medivac anywhere out in any situation hopefully he stays healthy as well alright Bryson that's all that I have for you from the Survivor social media this week no blooper tweets and no Billy Garcia tweets they must have been together last night listen I did see uh, Billy putting like hearts under um, you know never mind <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I did see Billy putting roses under Liz's Facebook page earlier today. I was like, oh, okay, Billy. Really? So, wow, what a story that would be. And if Billy York, Garcia right, right. swoops in <laughs> and steals Steve's respect ex-girlfriend, what a story that would be. That would be amazing. What drama. <laughs> if we As see survivors. in the finale, if Liz is wearing a Billy Garcia shirt, oh then we'll know God. what happened. <laughs> as the survivor turns <laughs> all right well bryce fantastic job here with us of course you could follow bryce on twitter he's at bryce isaiah what else you got going on right now you know i'm just still working on this masterpiece of an ep that i am working on that will hopefully be out this summer and you know i'm just living life you know working in the studio having fun and just you know yes you know? Now, it is what it is. I have to apologize. I know I kept you late on how to get away with murder night. Yes. <laughs> Bryce was our guest on post show recaps last week to talk about that. That is one of Bryce's favorite shows that we found out. And you're also tweeting about Vikings. Yes, it came on tonight. I was, and then I tweeted, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. And then the Vikings tweeted me back and was like, Logatha said to watch. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm super excited about the Vikings. I love that. So yeah. I have some some things to do, and it's a busy weekend. It's my birthday this weekend. Oh, happy so birthday! Happy damn thank birthday! You. Thank you so 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 much. Yes. So it's a busy weekend going on for me. So I'm also I'm, looking at this picture of you that you tweeted. Uh, this is how I slept for nine days, and you have the Solana <laughs> buff over your face. You look like Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got my reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, uh, great job, Bryce. You really nailed it. I can't wait to catch up later on this season. You know, after the merge, we'll talk about who's dateable, who's the freakiest freak, what the merge tribe name is, all that good stuff. I am here for it. I'm always here. Thank you again, guys. It's amazing and holla. Well, what's the hashtag? Hold on. Okay, oh, don't don't oh, sorry. <laughs> This is like after uh, we I'm like, hey, let's go to Red Lobster. And you're like, no, I got to get out of here. (laughs) I got some cheddar bay biscuits at home. Uh Yeah. Like, hold on. Hold on. Where are you going? 
Uh, this you always put me in a sticky situation with these hashtags. All right, how about this one? How about just uh, the Bryce is right? Okay, I like <laughs> the Bryce is right. Or I see, I like some munching though. You know, the munching. You know, I don't know, not munching from the munching from the inside. Yeah, that might be too hot for Twitter oh, for some okay. people. <laughs> okay, well, you guys have that. Prepared to face a lot out here, but I didn't prepare for some bug to munch me from the inside. <laughs> yeah. The Bryce is right. I, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's a lot more family friendly. Okay. 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 All right. Because <laughs> not if you know people listen to the show and they maybe they don't want like uh, you know they're 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 at work or something like that. Like what are, what are you talking I mean, about? On we're talking about you know being munched from the inside. I mean, <laughs> listen. Nothing negative. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Bryce, uh, you did such a great job. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, you are going to be, we're going to be seeing you in New York for the East Coast Know-It-Alls on yeah. April 13th. You can check me in and I'm staying for the after party. Oh, that'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be a fun night. Bryce, uh, great job. And thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. It's been amazing. I, I will see you soon. Yeah. See you soon. All right, everybody. There you have it. Bryce Isaiah back here on the podcast. Always appreciate hearing from the purple pants badass and hope to get him back in the near future to talk again later on this season. Okay. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. I mentioned this at the end of the Jeff Varner podcast, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody who is a patron of Rob has a podcast. Greatly appreciate that. We started up a new podcast, a new exclusive podcast for the patrons, which is basically a five question podcast where people send in voicemails and emails every week. In addition to the monthly call in show that I do for the patrons, if you want to find out more about that and the other benefits of being a patron, you can go to robswebsitecom slash patron. Busy week next week. Of course, we're going to have our live know-it-alls here on the West Coast. I'm very excited. Stephen Fishback is flying in for that. Very excited to see everybody that's coming in for that and a lot of the patrons that I'm going to get to see here on the West Coast for the first time. So very excited about that. That's going to be coming up this Wednesday night. Just a quick reminder that we are going to be starting the Survivor episode at 7 p.m., Pacific time. The comedy club has a feed that was on earlier in the night on the East coast and they have a second show that's going to be in the room. So we need to start the show earlier. So that's why we're going to be starting the episode doors open at six 30 starting the show at seven. And then we're going to be podcasting by eight. So looking forward to seeing you guys at the Hollywood improv this week. Next week on the recap, we are going to be speaking with, for the first time on a recap show in about a year, Miss Survivor 2015. Natalie Anderson is going to be our guest. And then Antonio Mazzaro on the voicemail to talk about week two of Survivor Co Wrong. So great stuff. Also, again, check out those blogs every day that we put up on the website, robswebsitecom slash blogs. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about the Purple Pants Badass. Don't forget our amazing race coverage on Friday. And we are looking to get into our amazing race exit press as well, getting into next week. So, all big stuff coming up here on the podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye. Kyle runs his mouth, Darnell poops in tea, that bug just hides out, and then there's a panther godly, brain tribe pulls it out, Kagayan won't repeat, here on brains and brawn and beauty.
Aubrey just freaks out. High triangles hunting. Braun tribe just goes south. And a coach asks Debbie. Mix eagle comes out. No one does dexterity. Co wrong brains and brawn and beauty.